Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin ve salatu ve selamu ala şerefil enbiyayi vel mursalin Muhammedur Resulullah sallallahu aleyhi ve ala alihi ve sahibi ve sellem. Tesliman kathiran kathira. Ama ba'du, my brothers and sisters, you know and I know that customizing of anything comes at a price. Hmm? So if you are interested in buying an A380 aircraft, then it probably comes at a cost of about 500 million. And if you want to customize it, then you can easily double the price. So it costs you a billion. The same thing with, with cars, the same thing with everything. Whatever you want to customize comes at a price. Can it be done? Of course, it can be done. You're free. But then at the end of that, you have to pay a price. You want custom, you want ready-made clothes, they come at a price. You want to go to a tailor, bespoke, whatnot, call it what you like, um, and have them tailored to your specific measurements and your comfort levels, then that comes at a price. All customizing comes at a price. Now, why am I talking to you about this? Not because I'm buying a 380 aircrafts or bespoke suits. I'm talking to you about this because this is what we do with our deen. May Allah protect us from ourselves. Now, my point here is this, that this is something that may Allah protect us. All of us seem to do this at one level or the other. Illa, mashallah. Those who are not in this, may Allah protect you and may Allah keep you like that. But those who are, it is time to wake up. For example, there are people who will uh, who eat whatever they like and then they find a fatwa to customize it to themselves. Even in the searching of the fatwa, there is a personal need to satisfy the nafs. They are not seeking the fatwa to see which is the most correct opinion, the which is the soundest opinion. Because the soundest opinion they know, and we know, and you know, and I know. And soundest opinion is that a hal, an animal which is permissible, which is slaughtered by a Muslim, who said Bismillahi Allahu Akbar and cut the throat of the animal in the prescribed way. This is the best. There is nothing that supersedes that. You know this, I know this, everybody knows this. So why hunt for fatwas? Because we want to customize the deen for ourselves. And then we take the, we think, we hide behind the fiqh and we say, well, you see, after all, it is permitted. Yeah, sure, it's permitted. It is permitted. The question is, do you want to do the most for Allah or do you want to do the least for Allah? Another classic one is salah times in the masajid. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said very clearly in, in the Quran, in Surah Al-Ma'un, فَوَيْلُوا لِلْمُصَلِّينَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ أَنْ صَلَاتِهِمْ سَاهُونَ Allah said, woe to those who pray. Right? Woe to those who pray means they are, they are, I don't want to use the word cursed because it's a very strong word, but it is, it, the, Allah is not praising them. Right? Allah is saying the woe to them, shame on them kind of thing. And who are these? To who? To those who pray. I mean, I mean, shame on those who pray. Why? Because they delay their salah. They delay their salah. Tell me something, right? This is not rocket science. Why does anybody in the world, why do they delay their salah? For their convenience. Why else would you delay your salah? 
there is no reason there can be no reason why you would delay your salah except that a particular time is more convenient for you i am not talking about the salah time starts at a particular time and maybe just to give people time to make wudu and come and so on and so forth you delay the salah by 15 minutes by 20 minutes maybe even by half an hour something sometimes for salatul fajr because you know in the morning people get up and come but i am talking about when the salah time is delayed beyond any reasonable time beyond any reasonable period just keep on delaying because oh but you see this is more convenient oh this is closer to the time i have to go to work so i don't have to do you know uh, come for salah and then i have to i don't have to wait to go to work we know rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said if you come for salah if you wait that time that you are waiting is also counted as salah but no convenience personal convenience rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ordered as to have men to have beards he gave this hukum we know the hadith it is absolutely clear we know the hadith and the quran about ittiba that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the one who uh, makes the ittiba who emulates rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam so technically speaking even the hukum is not required because we are the people who uh who believe in rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and who believe and who want allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to love us and how is that going to happen by us following the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam yet those of us who don't want to keep a beard will hunt for fiqh to justify doing that and then you say you take you take refuge behind so called ilm as i said i have said many times before ilm that leads you to do less is from shaitan because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said walladhina amanu ashaddu hubban lillah allah said the believers are those who love allah subhanahu wa ta'ala extremely intensely more than anyone or anything else so if i have this deen which is making me love allah less which is making me do less then this deen is not deen this is from shaitan this is from shaitan and shaitan misguides in many ways including using the knowledge of islam which he knows more than anybody else let me tell you something which happened with me i was going to south africa once from india the flight takes off at 10 pm from hyderabad goes to dubai dubai it reaches dubai local time midnight and the flight to south africa is uh, i think it's about five or six hours later or four or five hours later anyway so obviously before i boarded the flight i finished my satur isha and everything else and uh, boarded the flight landed in dubai went to the lounge and my intention was to <clears throat> you know i thought let me go sleep get some couple of hours of sleep in the lounge because you have those chairs and what not uh as i was doing that i i parked myself found a nice uh, and and very convenient as soon as i walked in there you have the space everything else the thought came to me that i should pray tahajjud and instantly instantly a counter thought came which is that you are now in safar you are a musafir and as a musafir even the fard salah you are praying khasr so where is the question of tahajjud where is the question of doing something which is nafil 
instant thought. Now think about this. The thought is not saying don't pray the hajj. The thought is giving me a dalil which is technically valid. A dalil which is technically valid. Evidence which is technically valid. To do what? To not pray the hajj. Alhamdulillah, I got another thought. And that thought was that yes, the hajjud is not fard. But as a musafir, as a traveler, if I pray the hajjud and I make dua, then inshallah my dua is doubly, triply, a thousand times more acceptable because the dua of the musafir is accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if that dua of the musafir is made in tahajjud, while praying tahajjud, in sujood, then this dua is even more acceptable. And alhamdulillah, all those people I make dua for uh, on a daily basis, all of you were included in that. Now my point is that this is how shaitan deceives. Shaitan will use knowledge to deceive you. So my submission to you, my brothers and sisters, this is all what I call customizing of deen. I want to eat doubtful chickens. I want to eat doubtful meat. So I find a convenient fatwa for it. I want to borrow money on interest even though Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has clearly, clearly, clearly forbidden that and declared war on the one who borrows on interest irrespective of the reason he borrowed. Whether he borrowed to in, to enhance his business, whether he borrowed uh, to you know to buy cars or whether he borrowed for whatever be the reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbade borrowing on interest irrespective of the amount of interest we know all this but we borrow and we find we find convenient fatawa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us to earn halal Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said he has the means and the power and the authority and the and the khudrat to feed us halal but shaitan tells us no no it's okay some part of haram is okay 10% is enough, 20% is no problem, 30% is no problem. If your income has got some of this, some of that, no problem. All of this is from shaitan. Now shaitan tells us all this, we accept it. And we borrow on interest, even though Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala declared war on the one who borrows on interest. This is customizing of deen. And as I said, customization results in having to pay the price of the customization. My brothers and sisters, I remind myself in you that if you see what happened to Christianity and how it has lost members all over Europe, all over America, it is purely and purely because of their willingness to customize their religion to suit the whims and fancies of people. The more they customized, the more they lost people. Very ironic because the customizing was done in order to retain people. And they thought that by changing the religion, people will remain. That didn't happen. People left Christianity. You must understand that piety and getting close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala depends on doing more, not on doing less, number one. Secondly, it depends on doing Something which may go against our nafs. Something which may go against our desire. If we don't understand that, then it's a problem. Doing something which you like to do anyway, this is easy. But doing something which, uh, which you don't really like to do, but you are doing it only to please the one you love more than anyone else. 
That is the name of Islam. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to understand this and not to waste our time and fall into the trap of customizing the religion. As I mentioned to you before, customizing comes at a cost. In this case, that cost we will pay in the Akhirah. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us from ourselves. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jala jala to help us to do what is pleasing to him and save us from that which is not pleasing to him. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyil kareem wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in bi rahmatika ar-rahmatika 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 ar-